go. Hello. Welcome. Hello. This is episode three of Pop Goes the Weasels. It is. A third week. Going strong. Going strong. That's right. And uh, what do we do this week? What do we watch? This week we watched Labyrinth. That's right. The I... 1986 David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, Jim Henson classic. Or yeah. even classic for this one. Yeah. I actually, I, I can't believe you hadn't actually seen this one. I've never seen it. It's one of those movies, and I have so many, that I've just never seen. And then at that point it kind of becomes like, I don't know that I really want to, you know? I get that. Well, also, it came out the year you were born. Right. That being said, so many of my friends, like our dear friend Theodora, said mm-hmm. that this is one of her top movies ever. That's right. Her and Vicky actually are the ones that made me decide to choose this one. Yeah. I mean, Vicky's direct exact quote was, I'm embarrassed I never made you watch it. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's pretty... Pretty telling, I would say. But how often do you think that comes up, though, that there's movies that came out the year you were born? Eighty Because 86 was an exceptional year for movies. What other movies came out in 86? Oh, man. So many. Top Gun. Also never seen it. I know. And that's – I might make – because I think you would really hate that but also kind of love how cheesy and weird it is. Mm-hmm. And I've heard rumors that they're making a sequel to it mm-hmm. with, like, Tom Cruise is back in it mm-hmm. and the – like something about drones or something. Oh I don't. God. I don't know. There's something. Yeah, it sounds like your nightmare of a movie. Uh huh. So I don't know. That sounds really bad. Um, I also feel like RoboCop came out in in '86. You keep threatening RoboCop because RoboCop is fucking awesome. <laughs> everybody, everybody who's ever seen RoboCop either loves it or they are lying to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, so this was Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, a musical. Yeah. And kind of amusing. There were like two or three musical numbers. It was filled with what are you talking about? It was filled with music. Mm. Every I mean, because David Bowie was doing all the music and, and played Jareth. And played Jareth. And like every turn there was another dance number. Huh. But also there was something I want to talk about really quick that about this movie that I never realized. And I've seen this movie, I mean, not exaggerating, probably ten times. Okay, that's not that high of a number, so fair enough. No, but I, I feel like a lot of people say, like, oh, I've seen that movie hundreds of times. They're lying, and it's bullshit. Nobody's seen any movie a hundred times. I guarantee I've seen Father of the Bride at least 100 times. I think, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, anyhow, this is the first time watching it that I ever realized that the entire movie was about her putting her toys away. And becoming an adult. And then all of the characters in it were toys or were figurines that she had or they were little, uh, like, parts of her book. Oh, yeah. I definitely did not get that. You didn't? So I, it didn't dawn on me until the very last scene. I know we're skipping way ahead of this. <laughs> but, like, in the very last scene, in this, and it's just because it's so fresh in my mind, and I was ashamed that I'd never picked this up before. But there's that last part where she's... Talking about talking about how, like, well, I don't, I don't need you or whatever, but yeah, yeah. occasionally I'll need you and I'll need all of you or something. But she can put them all away, mm. and like, that's when it dawned on me because like Jareth was like a figurine that was on her her vanity, mm. and then I don't know where like Hoggle was, but there were like definitely goblins and other yeah. weird shit around. Ludo, I think, was like a stuffed animal. Uh huh. But like, it, yeah, I did not notice any of that. 
So, so what we've done in the past is give like a brief synopsis. Oh, sorry. Do we like? I mean, it feels like one of those movies that we don't really need to do that because I would say I'm in the extreme minority of people my age and older. Oh yeah, everybody has not seen it exactly. But it, but essentially, it's a very simple story. Yeah. Of written and directed by uh, uh, Jim Henson. Oh, did he write it too? I, I did literally no yeah. research since we watched it. I think he wrote it. Mm. Okay. We'll, just, for, uh, we'll just say he wrote <laughs> we'll just, Yeah. Um, but basically, it's, and since it's your pick, I give the synopsis. Is that accurate? Yeah, you give okay. the synopsis. So it's um, a very simple story about a girl basically going into a dreamland to find her kidnapped brother. And her brother was kidnapped by the king of the goblins, Jareth, right. played by David Bowie. And it's like a quest movie where she's looking to get him back. And she starts out as a pretty shitty teenager mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and remains a pretty shitty teenager, but becomes slightly, because I mean, teenagers. Right. And then becomes slightly less shitty and ends up saving her brother and then going back to the real world where she actually lives. Right. And so, yeah, because if she, she had 13 hours, I think the, because that was one of the musical numbers yeah, was yeah. 13 hours. She had 13 hours to find her her baby brother or he was going to be turned into a goblin. And like which doesn't really seem that bad. Yeah, the like, goblins some of them are worse than others. Like some of them have like a worse situation than others. Yeah, but it seemed like in general the goblins were just kind of hanging out and having fun. I mean, they were like muppets that were hanging yeah. out and Not the ones who like lived in garbage and like not the ones who kept oh, getting yeah. fucked with, but in general like it seemed like not the worst place to live. No, I mean, it was, it seemed pretty cool. I remember watching it as a kid thinking, like, why would, I mean, it seems kind of like she's robbing her little brother of a really awesome life in a magical <laughs> kingdom. Like, fuck off. Like, go back home and leave the the baby to grow up as an awesome goblin in a giant maze. That sounds rad. <laughs> you would think that as a little kid. Yeah. As yeah, I, I think that now. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> as a nearly 40 year old man yeah yeah um anything else i should that we should add about the synopsis or plot of the movie um just it was i mean no i mean you pretty much nailed it i mean there was that was the, i it's mean such it's such a simple plot i it, mean yeah which is not a, a negative whatsoever at all but it's you know it, right. it doesn't it, that's what it is but i have to admit and i'm very embarrassed to say this I legitimately, because, like, I didn't know much about the movie. I didn't remember that it was Jennifer Connelly. I'm sure I knew that at one point. I knew that it was David Bowie, and I knew that it was in, like, some faraway world. And yeah. I sort of equated it with NeverEnding Story, which I definitely have seen. Okay. Um, But not since I was probably five or six. So maybe that's when we watched it. Because, like, I don't, I remember liking it, but not loving it. But, like, I'm interested in seeing it again. It, like freaked me out as a kid. But so, like, I just kind of thought it was, like, eh, it's just, like, you know, some otherworldly fantasy thing that I, like, wasn't that interested in. Okay. Um, But I swear to God, I did not realize that there would be an actual maze. You thought that the name Labyrinth was just a clever ploy? I literally didn't think about it. Oh, okay. No, fair enough. Oh, I almost caught... Okay. Here's something we're going to start doing. Um, Listening to the last... Two episodes. Especially episode two. Especially episode two. Uh, I've, it's been brought to my attention that I say <laughs> fair enough a whole lot. 
And so my lovely wife has decided to make it a drinking game that every time I say fair enough, um, n- not these times included, because I'm just, just uh, <laughs> that either you, the listener, or I should take a drink. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, in reality, I stopped counting in episode two when you hit 12. 12 yeah. fair enoughs. Yeah. In I, like 49 minutes. I said the F-E word a lot. <laughs> I mean, look, don't censor yourself. You do you. Well, no, but it's now it's on my mind. that cool. like now it's Now it's in my head, so it's going to bug me every time I say it. Dare to be you and me. Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, that was a song, I think. Mm-hmm. Or free to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah free that, to be. But, yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, truly, I just did not know that there would be an actual labyrinth in it. I don't know what I thought it would be instead. Like, it's like one of those things, like, where you think someone, like, when you just hear someone's voice and you think they're going to look a certain way, but then when you see them, you can't remember what you actually thought they were going to look like. Does that happen to you? That happens to me legit all the time. I'm sorry. Back up. You look at somebody and you don't know what they No, no, no. I'll, like, hear their voice or, you know, I'll, like, you know, like an author. I'll read a book and have, like, an image of what I think they're going to look like. Or, like, oh, yeah. I talk to someone on the phone only and then I have this total clear vision of what I think they're going to look like and then it's dead wrong. But then when I think, like, what did I actually think they were going to look like, I don't know. Right. No, I totally get it. Because uh, I had watched – or no, wait, I listened to the audiobook of The Martian – before seeing it, yeah, or the character, yeah, that, yeah, 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 and I remember but thinking, it's weirder with real humans. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon's a real person. I'm saying not the character. Okay, I got you. I got you. Anyway, so that was like my biggest like, ooh, that's kind of embarrassing. Okay. Um, something else I did want to point out that was an odd decision, I would say, um, is that we started this movie at like midnight. Oh yeah. Which felt like a weird choice. Yeah. And then I was very happy when you fell asleep, because then I could say, like, well, let's go to bed, because I was very tired. That's right. So we did kind of watch it in two parts. We did, which was actually kind of helpful, I think. Right. So, okay. Do you... Did you like the movie? I did. Okay. I did. I, it's... it's and, and this is the other thing I was going to say about, like, all those movies I've never seen before, especially... Kids, is this a kids movie? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, Um, especially with kids movies that I didn't see as a kid, so much. And this is kind of what we're doing on this podcast. Like, so much of it is nostalgia, you know? Right. Nostalgia. I never know if it's like a how soft that G is supposed to be, but you know, like (laughs) like Goonies is another movie I've never seen. But now I'm like, eh, I don't really want to because it's not going to mean to me what it meant to a six year old. Right. Well, uh, yeah. So I mean, Goonies is still one that I've watched, like. Semi recently, and I, I've I've probably seen Goonies more than any other movie, uh, ex- really? except for Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. <laughs> I think I've seen that movie more than anything else. But you, but I would, I would bet that a lot of your love for Goonies or Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, which I have watched with you, yes, you have, uh, is is that you loved it as a kid, and you're still able to like watch it a little bit through kid eyes. Like that's still how I feel about. Other the Bride or, right. you know, a bunch of these other movies. And and so, I mean, I know that that's literally exactly what we're doing on this podcast. But so I think for me, like, I have such a hesitation to watch things like Goonies or Top Gun or, or Labyrinth or, I mean, you can name 20 other movies I've never seen where, like, I'll watch them now and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But it doesn't resonate with me because I didn't see it as a kid and I don't have, like, memories associated with it. I feel like you're baiting me to say... 
Oh, uh, I'm really not. <laughs> fair enough. But uh, I, I know I totally get what you're saying. But I, yes, I did like it. Okay. I mean, it's a good movie. It To me, I hadn't seen it probably in, I don't know, it's been been quite a while since, I, since I've seen it and watched it, you know, all the way through. Um, but I will say that was me uh, taking my sip of uh, fair enough wine of my fair enough wine. <laughs> um, now I I picked up a lot of things that I never did watching it when I was younger. Uh huh. But I also never realized until watching it with you. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly's character is a really shitty spoiled kid. What a cunt! She really is. And I so I was writing down notes at midnight, and they're strange notes for sure. One of them, and the first one, was like, what a fucking bitch, but boy, is she hot. And then I Googled it, and she was like 15 when she filmed it, so I was like 14, <laughs> so I felt pretty creepy saying that, but like, she's beautiful in it. Um, I was texting with Vicky briefly about it, and I think she said something like, yeah, I mean, that's what started my hatred of Jennifer Connelly, which she seems like an actress that's like, it's surprising to have strong feelings either way. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. Um, no, she's great in A Beautiful Mind. Never seen it. I'm sure she's on other movies, too. Many. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so she, I thought, was beautiful. But what a complete and utter bitch. Yeah, she kind of was. I mean, even if she was, like, what, you said 14 or 15? Yeah. That? Yeah, okay. So I'm glad that I didn't say that she was smoking hot. Because <laughs> um, that would make me sound weird. Yeah, and creepy. Um. But yeah, even as like a 14 or 15 year old, like the fact that the movie opens with her LARPing in the, like the park. Uh Uh-huh. And then all of us, yeah. So, I mean, this might, we had talked about LARPing before. Uh Uh-huh. One of your your secret hobbies. You'd accuse me of being a LARPer many a time. I've never LARPed. An attempted LARP. Like you're like a, like a LARPing fan. Well, here's, I'm not going to unpack that right now because I'm not. (laughs) But let's – I wonder if this aided in the generation of LARPing because of – because basically the entire movie is a, a LARP. LARP. Yeah, it's a LARP. <laughs> she goes from pretending to LARP to dreaming she's LARPing to, to, LARPing. to LARPing. Yeah. And like can – we, can we also – okay. Now this brings up something else completely different. If she's like 14 or 15 in it. David Bowie's character is like really into her. Probably he's probably like immortal, but yes, it's extremely creepy. That is was it, like it was that and his penis costumes were, I swear, the only things I really He about was that rocking movie. pretty massive cod pieces. Yeah. So like Are those just like jock straps? Is that what of, cod pieces? I think they're like, like padded, an old tiny one. I think they're like padded jock straps mm. to make your junk look big. Maybe his junk was that big. And he was also the Goblin King, but he wasn't a goblin. Yeah. How did he, like, did they elect him Goblin King? I don't think. When, like, did the goblins get to get, and. Did they get to vote? And here's the other thing, though, is if, if the whole premise of the movie was this little kid, is if he's there for 13 hours, he's going to turn into a goblin. David Bowie's character has been there long enough that everybody in that world knows that he's the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he a goblin? Well, so I think it was I, – I I totally hear you and I wondered that same thing and kept thinking about it. My thought was maybe something like that happened to him too. You know, like he's a human who became a goblin more as like 
a, a citizenship or nationality versus he got like his goblin green a species. card species. Yeah. Okay. Or it's more like yeah. Then who built the labyrinth? I don't know. Has it just always been? Yeah, I feel like it could have done with a little more backstory. Just a little bit. Okay, so also the the little worm guys. Mm-hmm. You remember the worm guys? So there's like the crazy, like fuzzy-headed worms that speak with a British accent mm-hmm. and live in the in the labyrinth, mm-hmm. like under rocks mm-hmm. or something. And then she's running around, like trying to find her way through the labyrinth. Uh huh. It seems like it's not a really difficult labyrinth to find your way through because, like, it looks massive when she shows up. And I know that, like, ostensibly 13 hours have taken place in the movie. But she didn't seem to have a problem finding her way around. But she was, like, marking on top of these worms' houses with her lipstick. Which is very smart of her. It was really smart, I guess. But did you notice that she wasn't actually wearing any makeup? Why did she have lipstick with her? She's a 15-year-old girl. That wasn't wearing makeup, though. I constantly have about 12 lipsticks in my bag, and I'm usually not wearing lipstick in my, during the day. Is that for labyrinth escaping purposes? I mean, now, yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. I get you. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still a little hung up on why David Bowie wasn't a goblin, but he was the king of goblins. Yeah, for some reason that didn't bug me. I just sort of was like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of little things that bugged me about this that I never noticed before, and I yeah. think it's because of watching it now yeah. through older jaded eyes. I still liked it, but it was a little strange. There were certain parts that I thought were great, and I mm-hmm. still think are great, like Ludo. Well, the Muppets in general. I mean, thank you, Jim Henson. The Muppets were awesome. Just Jim Henson, you win. Yeah, Jim Henson rocked. And the Muppets were definitely my favorite part because I did watch, I loved the Muppets. I loved, did he do Sesame Street? No. Um, yeah, he did. They came from the Jim Henson's Creature Shop or whatever. Speaking of Muppet Babies, I just read that they're they're remaking Muppet Babies. I didn't see that. With Jenny Slate as the voice of the nanny. Oh, I did not hear that part. Yeah. Boy, do I love Jenny Slate. Yeah. That's, She's such a dream. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So that part, the like, just Muppets, like, and, and sort of their shenanigans, I really enjoyed. And like, um, Fraggle Rock, I really liked. Another and, Jim Henson. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, that part was really fun for me, because that, because they look enough like other creatures from things I did see as a kid that I was super into. Yeah. Um, and they're just, they're fun, and they're funny, and they, you know, they they're... Lovely, and I mean, mm-hmm. I can't really pick a favorite, but I really did like. Um, oh, the 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 guy with the bird on his head. Oh, there were a couple of them. Yeah, um, that was like a group of creatures. But the one I know, the one you're talking, he was like the old man who had like a the bird that didn't really talk, but like squawked at him. Kind yes, of, yeah, exactly right. That, I really he was pretty liked cool. that one. And Ludo, of course, the giant like dog situation was pretty great. I did like I like Hoggle. I mean, he was in it the most. Yeah, Hoggle was adorable. I, and also, and we talked about this a little bit when we were watching it, but she first calls him Hogwarts. Yeah, he's referred to as Hogwarts or Hogwarts a couple, times. A couple times. Yeah. So, do we think that's where J.K. Rowling got the name of the Harry Potter school? Oh, probably. She stole everything from that. Okay. She. Relax. Stole, I mean, that was a whole that was Relax. a whole rip off of the worst switch. Oh, right. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. If we're going to get, like, dive down that rabbit hole. I don't want to. Okay. But let me just say this. J.K. Rowling stole Harry Potter. Okay. Anyways. Could you do better? 
Uh, no. No, I couldn't. But that doesn't mean that I can't still uh, complain about her thievery. All right. You even like Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. But I mean, there's, I mean, I, I like reading about that D.B. Cooper guy, too. I, I like thieves, apparently. So, I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but no, I did like, I, I loved the movie. I loved the dance numbers in it. And I found myself at work listening to uh, the soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah. So I pulled it up and dance magic, because I, I make our cats dance around to the dance magic song. Mm-hmm. Dance, Clarky, dance. Yeah, dance, Clarky, dance. That was dance. the only other thing I knew about Labyrinth. I'm going to keep saying that every single time. That you only knew about the, <laughs> that amazing, amazing song. And and his giant, giant wiener. It wasn't that he had a giant wiener. It was that it was like, he was yeah, he was wearing a cod piece. I mean, how big do you think David Bowie's wiener is? I'm, I'm assuming pretty big. Yeah. I mean, in my heart, it was that big. David Bowie's wiener is in your heart? Being that large and just like blasting around everyone's face. Yeah. And his, like, gray see-through leggings. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, and his makeup was really interesting, too. I have some thoughts on his hair and makeup, for sure. I would love to hear the thoughts on his hair and makeup. I mean, one, the the contouring on his face was just the worst ever. That's what, like, you know that there's that meme of Amy Schumer trying to do makeup, and she just looks like a complete fucking disaster? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what his, his makeup looked like a little bit, but like with a just like smudged kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of blended slightly, which I really liked because that's how I feel when I do my makeup a lot. Yeah, and then I really liked how like stringy and piecey his hair was because that's how I feel when I try to wear my hair down after like two days post shampoo. I I kind of felt like he had like Tina Turner hair. Yeah, with Ziggy Stardust makeup. Yeah. So I mean, it but was, Ziggy started makeup like ten percent of the way through putting it on. Yeah. Oh, totally. Which I love. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't uh, completely Ziggy, but you can see where they were going with it. Yeah. I, I want to know how involved David Bowie was in the actual recording, or, like the writing process of it, because it seems like it was based around a lot of songs that he did for it. Mm. Or did do you think that they gave him like you're going to be dancing around a bunch of goblins holding a baby? Write a song. Go. I wonder that, yeah, I wonder that as well. There are a few movies where I wonder that, where there are songs specifically written for a movie, like were they already written, you know, like were they rewritten, or were they already, like I, I'm curious about that. Yeah. I wish I, we knew someone who could give us the inside scoop. See, I didn't even do a lot of research or background research on this movie, because I felt I that I had seen it enough and remembered it, and, uh-huh. and I, I really did remember like every scene, and I remember like the whole pacing of the movie. And so, I mean, it still holds up to me. I think it's a great movie. It and it made, movie. it made me really want to watch Dark Crystal, which is, I think you've never seen that. Mm-mm. Another Jim Henson, though, yeah? Yeah. I actually kind of want to get on a whole Jim Henson kick. Oh, boy. Okay. I remember how much, I, I mean, we don't have to do it for the podcast, but <laughs> I might do it my own time. You'll come yeah. home and I'll be watching, you know, Fraggles or something or Dark <laughs> Crystal. It'll be fun. Don't worry about it. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought the movie was really good. It reminded me of liking it when I was a kid and then, like, pretending I didn't like it because I think it was right around the age where, like, in Little League and stuff and you stop trying to be a little kid, mm, you know, yeah. around your friends. Yeah, yeah. But then I would, like, wish that I was in the labyrinth and really liked the movie. Mm. And when it was on HBO or something, I would just watch the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. 
It's so weird because I feel like kids start to do that around like age, what, like eight or nine? Yeah. And it's so weird because like eight, nine-year-olds are so little. But I remember the same thing. Like I loved like playing pretend, you know, and and then like, oh, oh shit, that's not cool anymore, you know, and, and it right. was so weird. But I know that like once we do have kids, like we're going to be so bummed. That they don't want to like. Yeah. Yeah. Do like, any of these little kid things that then now as grown ups we wish we could experience again. Well, see, I think that's kind of like what ha- I think that's why people or kids get embarrassed so easily by their parents mm-hmm. because the parents are still wanting to hold on to yeah. the kids being really little and the kids are trying to be grow- more grown up than they are. And so even the slightest thing that was acceptable or cool to do like a year before all of a sudden embarrasses the hell out of you. And to be clear, I cannot wait to embarrass the shit out of our kids. <laughs> I mean, we don't even have kids yet, and I'm already, like, taking mental lists of things I can do to embarrass them. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll have any problem. Um, Wait, what? Embarrassing them. I don't. Th- I think you're, it's going to come very naturally, and we're going to get <laughs> big kicks out of it. Um, something I really, really liked, it was, like, right after she got to the labyrinth, she, she, she's trying to find her, and she goes, come on, feet! And I feel that way so often. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I'm, like, just dragging ass trying to get to work. And, like, it's just... And it's all downhill and flat from here to my office. But, like, ugh, come on, feet. So I just now think I can start saying that to myself. Wait, okay, so we live in San Francisco, right on the edge, I guess, of kind of Russian Hill and Chinatown. And Knob Hill, yeah. And Knob Hill. And you walk through Chinatown to get to work. Correct. Um. Do you think that because of this movie, I just had this mental image of you pretending you're going through the labyrinth uh, <laughs> through Chinatown, which would be the labyrinth, and the, I guess, like fishmongers and other people that, like the, because when you're walking to work, they're like setting up their shops and getting Oh, those going. shops have been open for hours by the time I'm Oh, maybe that's probably the time I'm going to work. That's when you're going to work. Because I get, you do not walk through Chinatown because you're scared of the, the early morning Chinatown rats. Okay, first off, anybody with a brain and without a machete would be terrified of that. They're giant fucking rats. Well, and you also do go to work at like 5 a.m., so. Yeah, I go to work at 5 a.m. when the giant labyrinth-like rats are out. Are no, they Jim Henson rats? Because if so... No, they're closer to the to the rats from the fire swamp in ooh, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. The rodents of unusual size. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking enormous. They're... I, I don't know. There's something creepy about it. I think that there was some sort of like probably nuclear testing over in Berkeley or something at the the, the lab and they escaped and moved to Chinatown because, hmm. I mean, I'm, I, it, it helps me deal with it thinking that they're a natural thing and not some sort of supernatural like year of the rat type thing. Rats of, uh, rodents of unusual size. They're awful. They're huge and really – the only reason I think that I'd want a gun in the city is to protect myself from the giant rats in Chinatown. You know, I wish they had called them something like rodents of absolutely tremendous size, because then it would be rats. Oh, yeah. I know. What a missed opportunity. Instead of the R-O-U-S's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rats. But then they would just be like rats. <laughs> I know, but they are anyway. I know. But yeah. Okay, I, I do want – that reminds me because I know that there was a person inside the rat suit in that movie. Were there? They weren't animatronic? No, it was like a person inside a rat suit. Huh. Um, I wonder about how many – like how many people were in in 
the goblin costumes compared to how many were actually just puppets. Because there, mm-hmm. there were some pretty big ones. Like, Ludo was pretty big. Yeah. Like, that yeah. had to be a few people working him. Yeah. And, like, like Hoggle, I'm pretty sure, was a person inside that. It had to be. Probably should have done, like, even ten minutes of research on this movie before recording. No, it's fine. Let's just let's just <laughs> cast aspersions. We'll just make shit up as we're going on. Just and cast aspersions. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what did you say last time that we're going in one take? Who did you compare yourself to? Orson Welles? Uh, Marlon Brando, oh, no, Marlon I think. Brando, that's what I but then you uh, compared me to uh, Bill O'Reilly. The fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> no, I said that I just watched that. That I just oh, been yeah. reminded of that existed. <laughs> and then I did say we're, we're kind of like that. But I said we, not you. That's true. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. I mean, so Labyrinth, I think, still holds up. I think it's a good movie. I uh, there were little things that bothered me about it, but it was it bothered me because of. A lack of suspension of disbelief on my part, which I right. should have really... We shouldn't have started at midnight after drinking and eating ribs at a mm-hmm. barbecue. Thank you, Madeline and Glenn. Yeah. Thanks, guys. The ribs were really good. They were really good. Uh, true. Totally true. Um, I did... I had some questions. Okay. Like, she's 15 and she's babysitting. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, first of all, we can rewind a bit. She's... And I know we already talked about what a... Fucking cunt she is. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, she's so mean to her stepmom, who by all accounts seems lovely. Yeah. Yeah, her stepmom was... They really played into that trope, like the evil stepmom, but they didn't bother making her evil. Which I kind of liked. I thought that was clever and kind of cute. Because it was just demonstrating, like, this girl's a bitch because she's 15. Right. What 15-year-old is, like, pleasant and lovely to be around? Especially 15-year-old girls. I don't know. I mean, I've got some slightly older than that little cousins that are... They're just just tremendous people. They are. They're wonderful. Yeah. but They are the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Speaking from my own experience. Yeah. They're they're awesome. Of being and then being a camp counselor for 15-year-old girls. And it's... Yeah. I would say 13, 14's worth. But in any event, I I like that they were... That the the stepmom was like, all I did was ask her to babysit. Yeah. Because they were going out to dinner. To dinner. Yeah. But she wait, lost her shit. Wait a second, though, because that's something they didn't actually touch on. So she was gone for 13. How long was this fucking time? No, that's like always what it is. You know, that it's... um. Oh, the time runs faster in the labyrinth yeah. than it does? Well, I feel like we watch something else not to... I mean, it happens in a billion things where you feel like you're gone for six days and really you're gone for like two seconds. Yeah, I mean, that, that also I think is a common trope in like fantasy yeah, movies. Definitely. So, okay, so I'll let that one slide. But like her parents, like she was... I think she said, like, we don't ask you to babysit that much. And, like, her response before storming up the stairs was, like, you do this every weekend. Right. Like, so she's got to babysit her little brother, like, one night a weekend. And she's 14. Like, chill chill out. Chill out. Relax. Your parents obviously have spent all week dealing with a really shitty kid. And now they want to go. She is the shitty kid or the little boy is the shitty? What's the little boy's name? Toby? Toby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's obviously the shitty kid. Yeah. Toby but, seems lovely. And so that that poor stepmom needed a night out. She needed to go and have... Let her hair down. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, she was a really shitty kid. And then she, didn't she actually, like, the goblins came and got, him, got the little kid because she actually paused to remember the magic words from her book to make goblins come and steal her brother away. Like, she had to think about it for a minute. She's like, hmm. I'm still going to do this. And then she goes to her room for like all of a second, comes back in the, the the room, and the baby's gone. 
And then David Bowie's standing there with a, with a magic orb. Right, so that brings me to my next problem. Okay. At any age, and to be fair, I was horrified. I was terrified of being kidnapped. So I understand that, like, I may be extra biased, but had there been an absurd, any, any stranger in my house at age 14 in the pouring rain when I was alone with my infant brother, or I guess nearly toddler brother before, and this is before cell phones. Right. I would have gotten so unbearably scared. And she's just sort of like, hello, who are you? Yeah. Well, that annoyed me so much. Well, I, now I'm trying to remember, did she actually know that he was the Goblin King? I can't, I, it, they didn't make it super clear, I think. They didn't, because I, I only noticed that, he, that the Goblin King, the Jareth, was like a figurine on her uh, vanity. I definitely didn't notice that, but good call. So I noticed that. So, I mean, and this is the first time that I put it together. Yeah. All together, that it was really about her growing up and saying that it's okay to put, put away childish things and she can still play with them when she needs them around. Because there's that very last scene that I brought up earlier where... She has that realization, and then she's, like, dancing around, and they're all having fun in her bedroom. Uh-huh. But, like, all the goblins and stuff. Right. Are like, dancing around. And then the camera pans out, like, out to the neighborhood, and you see the silhouettes of, like, goblins and stuff dancing around and uh-huh. her. So, like, they were all enemies, like, just a minute before this, and then they're all dancing around in her bedroom, like, and it's all cool. But it wasn't just, like, like... Like Ludo and Hoggle and all that. It was like the actual little goblin army guys mm-hmm. that were in there. And so they were just they, – they, that was just cool. So that was just let bygones be bygones. Yeah. And that owl – so there was the little owl too. Mm-hmm. Was that owl Jareth? I, want, I think so. So because – not to, not to belabor this point too much, but that owl was like the messenger of uh-huh. – of the labyrinth or of Jareth. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling once again took. Do you think that's where she got the owl idea? No. Between this and the worst witch. No. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I <laughs> I will let it go. I'll let it go that J.K. Rowling is probably not uh, a giant thief. Probably not. Um. Something I really liked was just the amount of glitter on everything. There was a lot. It was a very glittery movie. spider webs and on the trees. That was my probably, maybe not my very favorite part, because I think I like Ludo and the bird guy and some of the other goblins, but I really liked the amount of glitter used in that movie. There was a lot of glitter. Like, the little fairies were glittery. I do love that they made the fairies be, or were they fairies or pixies? Uh, aren't those, are those not just synonyms? I, they might be because that's when we first see Hoggles. He's running around with like the the old timey uh, uh, bug killer thing, the the bug fogger, oh, yeah. the sprayer thing, and he's just like murdering fairies, just murking. Just he's going to town, just killing them and like counting them and like having a having a grand old time. Like that's his job, just to wander through the labyrinth and murder fairies and uh-huh. pixies. Which I mean. Cool. It looked like he was having a lot of fun. She tried to pick one up at Bitter. Right. And, like, in my head, in my heart, she then just stomped it. Yeah. She, like, mud-stomped a hole in its heart. Yeah. It's sort of like how in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie 
has to do Charlie work, and part of that is killing all the rats. Yeah. Like, that's just his job. So Hoggle was basically the Charlie of the Labyrinth. Charlie was one, or Hoggle was 100% the Charlie, or Charlie was 100% the Hoggle. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I can see that. Okay, let's, can we talk about the Bog of Eternal Stench? Yeah. So, I love the fact, because this is how I know it's a kid's movie, because the ultimate punishment in the Labyrinth isn't death. No. It's not... I mean, even though there there are those creepy ones that can pull their heads off and, like, are trying to, like, get her to pull her head off. Yeah. Like, that was also a funny song. But the ultimate punishment is being dipped in the bog of eternal stench. Wasn't it becoming king of the bog of eternal – or, like, the like, – Oh, no. He said ruler? he would make – yeah, he would make him a prince. He'd make a prince, him, yeah. But, like, what I liked about that was when they finally showed you the bog, she just stares and look at it. And it's got, like, these puckered buttholes just – Blasting gas out of it. And then she's just making this really, like, bunched up face with her face, smelling it. She's like, ah, and it smells like, it smells like, and these things are farting and, like, just going off. And she's like, it smells like, it smells like, and then Hoggle interrupts her. is like, let's, don't worry about what it smells like. Uh, it's the eternal, bog of eternal stench. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, we're, yeah, we showed you bare puckered buttholes blasting gas into the labyrinth and uh yet just don't worry we know what it looks like don't you don't gotta don't dwell on it i i will say i hope this is the first second third and now last and only times i will hear you say bare puckered buttholes but i feel like it's not in our lives i just feel like that's not the only time you'll say that to me. Now that the now that those words live in my heart, <laughs> I'm going to make it a point to say them as much as possible. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, honey. So, okay. So, overall, though, <laughs> overall, though, I would say that this movie is still just as awesome as it was when I was a kid. But I definitely know why my parents got tired of watching it. Yeah. I can see – I can understand that now through adult eyes. But it is – I think it's pretty sweet. It's really sim- simple. And in the best way possible. I didn't mean that as a criticism at all. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, totally. I, I, I didn't think so. I just think that it is it's, – it's a good movie. It's got everything. It's got, it's got Muppets. It's got a cunty teenager. It's got bare puckered buttholes. <laughs> it's, got, it's got David Bowie being so amazing. David Bowie was always – Awesome, but I think this is the first movie that really put him on my radar as a uh-huh. kid. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, see, yeah. Yeah, and so David Bowie, I always, throughout my entire life, throughout the entire time he was alive that I knew of, I always uh, associated him with the character of Jareth and with those songs, um, one of which is, I think, my favorite song in the entire movie, The Dance Magic. Uh, because... Because you sing it to our cats. I sing it to our cats, and I sing it to myself probably more than I should. Um, both of whom, by the way, our cats are both sitting here being our number one and number two fan and snoozing. They they are really enjoying having us talk about this, and they enjoyed watching Labyrinth, I would say. Yeah. You gave it four paws up. Four paws up from the cats, from our, our little co-hosts, Clark and Jasmine. Again, uh, here are some cats... On uh, 
on Instagram. <laughs> You're really doing some cross publicity. I'm here. doing some cross publicity because I really want to. <laughs> I really want to try to open up their brand. Um, <laughs> because I mean, they they really are the stars of the show. But one thing I do want to really quick just play a clip from uh, the song "Dance." It's uh, "Magic Dance," and not "Dance Magic," which is the first time I'm realizing that, and it kind of bugs me. It's fine. But it's uh, it's great. And this is the lead up, and he's voodoo. I mean, the song is great. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of build up, but it's a good song. Okay, so we played enough of it just under the threshold where we would have actually had to pay royalties to play it. So. <laughs> yeah, because people are really going to come after us to seek royalties on us playing this on our podcast with 14 listens. Hey, it's fine. It's We're, uh, <laughs> yeah, protect, we're covering our ass for later down the road. Yeah. I would say, and since, thank God, this is not video, I had my eyes closed as he was playing it and was bopping with one finger pointing in the air. Would you say that's the catchiest song? And, oh, 100%. And, and, in that movie, 100%. Yeah. And I would also say that's my most commonly reached for dance move. Oh, man. Which I 100% stole from Mindy Kaling on the Mindy Project. Oh, well, yeah, there's, I mean, if you're going to steal from somebody, steal from the best. I agree. Not like J.K. Really? Rowling, who. Oh, my God. I'm just going to, I'm going to let it go. Going to let it go. Uh, are you, though? <laughs> no, never. Never going to let it go. But you love Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. So just, and she created a whole world. She borrowed a few pieces here and there. Relax. It's fine. All right. Fair enough. Ah! ah. <laughs> Drink. Sadly, I'm out of wine. Um, I have no idea how long we've been talking. But one thing I really needed to bring up, and this is the last note that I took, that if a 15-year-old is having delusions of this nature, you lock them up. Right. That's a really good point. But also, if... If you are leaving your baby to be babysat by a 14 or 15 year old and they they're that kid's judgment is so poor that their immediate call is not to the police when they find that their kid has been that their bro- little brother has been kidnapped right rather than go into a fantasy realm right and also, now that I'm thinking about it, this is a terrible message for kids because all she does is talk to strangers when she gets into the labyrinth. Correct. So, and then follows them around, like, into and their And falls holes. in love with their kidnapper a little bit. Not even kidnapper. He just, he doesn't kidnap her. He lures her. He lures does. Her. He lures her in a really creepy way because she's 15 and he is, like... 40? 40 if he's a day. But, like, you were saying he might be more ancient. I think he's immoral. But, like, in general, in the human world... It's fucked up. I mean, I know that I listen to a lot of true crime, but that what she is going through is like one step before complete familiacide. Fair enough, but there's a ah. ah, damn it. Drink. Um, okay, one sec. 
Yes, because in our 30s and 40s, we play drinking games. Of course we do. That's what keeps us young. <laughs> but, okay, well, so in movies, in real life, if there was a 40-year-old guy leching around on a 14- or 15-year-old girl, you would call the cops immediately. Yeah. In movies, it's a such a common thing. Less so now. Less so now. But, like, say that they were going to remake, let's say, Dirty Dancing. Because... Yeah. Let's face it, that movie is creepy as fuck. I, it, it, as you know, hurts my heart to say that. Right, but she was like, because so like Baby she was, was 18. like. No, she wasn't 18. Uh-huh, because she was going to college the whole, that, right, after the movie started. Uh, it's the summer. It's the summer. And don't you goddamn test my knowledge on dirty. Well, I do yet, believe that the buddy. voiceover at the beginning of, a beginning of it, when she tells everybody that her name is Frances, but everybody calls her Baby, um, that it was the summer before her 18th birthday, mm. I believe. In my in my head, she's like 16 now. No, we got to fact check that because we I think she might be. That. She might be. I would put that on our list, except that I make you watch it all the time. Right, and then like Johnny uh, is like 50. No, he's in his late 20s. It's super creepy. I'm not advocating for these creepo dudes with these teenage girls whatsoever at all. Right. But it is, it is creepy. So they, they just, I mean, yes. they didn't have sex in this movie as they do in Dirty Dancing. Correct. But there was some pre- pretty hot scene, I won't lie to you. Yeah, but there was, and this, I mean, David Bowie is gyrating a lot with his giant cod piece and his skin tight pants and his Jerry. <laughs> they were like gray and like right. so thin. It was just like. And he's wearing like throughout the entire movie, he's wearing that like the pirate shirt from from the Seinfeld episode. Uh-huh. And so is she. She's wearing even more of a Jerry pirate shirt. She really is. But like that was part of her like get up when she was LARPing in the beginning. Her outfit honestly looked good. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, yeah. Like today I think. I'm sure people so much cooler than me would wear that and look awesome. Oh, yeah. No, it would. Her hair to make. I mean, she looks phenomenal. Do you want a pirate shirt, honey? No. I could pull one off. I I know know my limitations. You could pull off a pirate shirt. No. Well, okay. You just want me to do that so you can laugh at me. I want you to do that so I can not feel bad about the cod piece I just ordered from Amazon (laughs) while we're sitting here talking. Um, Do you. Okay. So the pirate shirt, still, I mean, it seems like every decade since. I don't know, when pirates are around, I don't know, like the 1600s, like pirate shirts have always been a thing. It seems like there's somebody, like not in high fashion, but like, it seems like that's like a common common thing that pops up. That as, people try to pull to, pull from? Pull yeah. From. So like, why not the cod piece? Why hasn't the cod piece become a more... I also, just like puckered butthole, bare puckered buttholes, I really hope cod piece is not something we talk about a lot. It's... Other than in this episode, in I, this movie. Honey, I don't think there's a chance that we can't. Oh, no. no. You know what I'm surprised you haven't brought up? What's that? That we watched this on the new fuck-off, enormous, ridiculous TV that you schlepped home the other day. Oh, yeah. The, our 80-inch piece of awesome? Sure. Yeah, it is a giant fuck-off TV. No, I fully understand that, but it's magnificent. So I feel like... The giant wiener was even more blazing on this stupidly big TV. Oh, yeah, and in high def. high def, yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, you love the TV as much as I do, and now we have something 
uh, really epic to go along with our podcast, to view our <laughs> podcasting experiences on. I cannot wait to make you watch Highlander on that. Is that what's next, do you think? I mean, so I, I polled on Facebook, and it was second. <laughs> you got like three votes. I got three votes, but then there was a lot of comments. <laughs> like nobody actually polled. They just like wrote their comments in the comment section, and it went on forever. But like this, that's why I picked Labyrinth because most people, yeah, it was between this and Highlander. Not a lot of people were interested in me making you listen to No Effects albums or. Uh, now I can't even remember what else I put on there. I think uh, something for this. I am grateful. I was you also make me listen to No Effects generally. Yeah, but I don't think you ever really listened to it. I can't understand what they're saying. Are you crazy? No, it's it's great though. But I will say. I was really considering uh, having you watch episodes of Robotech. Okay. Yes, you were. And then what did you find out about Robotech? So I lo- – okay. So I loved Robotech. I've got some of the toys here on display as I know, you, we as you well know. last week. Yes. Uh, which now that it's on Amazon, I think, I was, which is really why I wanted to – it was the Macross saga. Um, I think also from 1986. I'm not sure. It was an excellent year. It was a great year. Highlander also, I believe, came out that year. Just saying. I came out that year. You came out that year. Uh, But I tried watching it again, and it was unbearable. It was the same as when I tried watching He-Man. Yeah. It was just unbearable. And these are shows that I loved so much that I held a tape recorder up to (laughs) so I could record the audio of when I was a kid and listen to it when I was going to sleep. Aw. Yeah. Dude, I so I, I still love audiobooks as you know. I loved them as a kid. Like I listen like I remember like the Amy Tan Moon Lady book I listened to a lot. Like I loved audiobooks and I totally get that. Um but I think what's going to be fun too is actually picking things but not previewing them. Like you you commit to your choice. I choose my choice. Mm. I, that's that's from a movie. Okay. I choose my choice and then we stick by it and then we both have to suffer through it because like that'll all like and yes we don't have to watch like a season you know right. or, but I do think if it's a movie and we're like Ooh, this is really bad we still have to watch the whole movie okay okay well that won't be a problem with Highlander <laughs> okay. what, what do you think you're going to make me watch last or read um, or whatever next I, I know you've been kicking around the babysitter club movie I think, I think I'm going to do babysitter club movie Okay. I think so. The issue is I watched it by myself, like, two years ago. <laughs> okay. Rather than having me read, like, babysitter's books. I mean, there were books first, right? Oh, yeah. There were, like, hundreds of books. I read so many. I would love to know how many of them I actually read. Probably at least 40. Okay. I was also thinking about Sweet Valley High, either TV or books, because, boy, did I love those. Too. I didn't even know that was a TV show. Briefly and much later. I remember the covers of those because somebody had gone through and retitled them to make them hilarious. Yeah, I could really go for a Sweet Valley High t-shirt, like a cover screen printed on a t-shirt. Ah. I don't really wear t-shirts, but I feel like... You, you could pull... You would You would, You would. would rock that one? I feel like I might. Okay. Um, Good to know. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Good to know Valentine's Day is around the corner. Um, but the girl... In the first season of It's Always Sunny, it always comes back to It's Always Sunny, <laughs> who um, is trans. Oh, yeah. She was uh, uh, Brandy on Joe Dirt. She is one of the twins in Sweet Valley High TV show. 
Ah, mm-hmm. okay. How old are she, is she in that? Like eighteen? I, I mean, they actually are twins. Um, I think yeah, they're probably about eighteen. Okay, cool. So if I make a comment that she's really hot, it's not going to be creepy and weird. I'll, I'll double check. I'm not going to be. You might be in the clear. But I'm not going to be a Jareth or a Johnny in this one. I don't. I don't. It's. I don't know yet. It's hard to say. Okay. So I don't know. I'm kicking around a few ideas. Something else that I have talked about, but I is Secret World of Alex Mack. That I really like, but I don't think I would really like it now. So TBD, I don't know. I have to pick something good. I feel like Clifford was, I'll be really honest, a, a misstep, a real misstep because no one knows it and everyone has said, yeah, I'm with Mike. That sounds extremely off-putting. Yeah, it, so was, I it think, was weird. It was, there was, it was rough. I feel like Labyrinth is, of course, correct. You know, I feel like we know that people like the movie, but now I feel like I don't know that we're doing it justice. I don't feel like we are. I think this is an episode... We should have had a guest star of Ooh. someone who was, like, obsessed with Labyrinth. You know what we should do? And here's what we'll do. Uh, we have, have had several of your friends, including Vicky, who we've brought up a few times, who is uh, – you, you tell us what Vicky does because I'm still convinced that she's, like, a CIA agent. <laughs> she works for a non-governmental organization, an NGO. Not anymore. Now she works for the UN. Oh, no. Now she works for the UN. Yes. She recently – not that recently. Six months ago joined the UN uh, and is working – it on um, crisis response in Turkey, and specifically with uh, the Syrian border and Syrian refugees. Yeah, so she's probably the genuinely best person we know. Oh, 100% yes. Who also really loves Labyrinth. And is also a monster. She really wants to guest star on Lost Boys episode, though. So that we're going to save for her when she's home next. She was, you've never seen Lost Boys? I don't really know. I think it's a Corey's movie and they're yeah. vampires. Both Corey's. Neither one of them is a vampire in this movie. Mm. Also, Lost mm. Boys came out 1986. <laughs> 1986, not only was the year that my lovely wife, uh, my soulmate, was born, uh, it, Lost Boys, Highlander, uh, Labyrinth, God, man, Top Gun. Everything. Uh, Iron Eagle, I think, was a few years before. Uh, oh, God, that movie. Yeah. We've already talked about how fucking terrible that movie is. My uh, you mean awesome. And I, so even, even when we've talked to your friends about, like, other people who know it are like, ugh, really? That movie is mm, not great. I, false. Mm. False. Every, Maybe top, I'm rewriting history here. I actually. think you are because it's, it's always possible. Because uh, Iron Eagle is just just the tits. So bad. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Final thoughts on Labyrinth. I think it holds up. I think that the Bog of Eternal Stench with the bare puckered buttholes, <laughs> uh, the cod pieces, and. Um, I was crying, not laughing, since you can't see me. I'm doing the, the weary emoji face. Uh, yeah, I think I think it holds up. I think it's great. I think that uh, it's probably the best um, cunty teenager turned uh, okay redeemed kid movie out there. Yeah, I final thoughts. I I certainly enjoyed it. I don't know that I would have the chutzpah to say that I didn't, given how much people love this movie. But I did like it. I really liked the Muppets. I wish, as I'm going to say every single week on every single episode, I could have done without Jennifer Connelly. Like, I would have, I could have done without the baby. I really, or any of the conflict. Like, if it was just a movie about of David Bowie singing and dancing with Muppets and having a phenomenal time and glitter covered everything, 
it would probably be up in my top five movies. I'm actually going to agree with you. I would watch yeah. the shit out of that movie. Yeah. The plot, eh, it's fine. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah. But it would have been way more fun had it just been like that. So interestingly enough, they are making a sequel to Labyrinth. Really? Now. I feel like you say that about everything. and It's only sometimes accurate. Uh, I think it's always accurate. It's just sometimes they don't come out. Like mm-hmm. I just watched that terrible, terrible uh, Cloverfield paradox that just came out. It is awful. And it's I love it because it came out like two days ago. I know. I just watched it and it is a giant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to love it because uh, I love Cloverfield. Uh, I really enjoyed Cloverfield Lane. Um, Chris O'Dowd's in it. Or Chris Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. I don't know, whatever. Uh, I really liked him, uh, but that movie is a giant piece of shit. Mm. Um, Anyway. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, thanks for uh, listening, and uh, we'll be back next week where I have to watch uh, probably Babysitter's Club or some shit. (laughs) Or Sweet Valley High. We'll see. I don't know yet. We'll see. I gotta gotta, gotta get get to choosing, but yeah, there we go. Labyrinth. All right. Fair enough.